Hey everybody, uh, a lot of you want to work with VaynerMedia. Good news, we're hiring. We're hiring creators, uh, specifically right now, and we'll keep updating this promo throughout the year. Video and design capable individuals. People that have good ideas and would know what to do if we needed to sell watermelon or or bubble gum or soap or wine or sneakers. Uh, we're looking for video and image creators. Think about the stuff I put out on Instagram, that kind of stuff. Are you scrappy? Are you hungry? Uh, GaryVEE.com slash creators with an S. Uh, go fill out the form. Please join our team at VaynerX because I think some of these people are gonna go into 137, some are gonna go to Vayner Talent, mainly for Vayner Media and maybe the occasional person for Team Gary V. If you wanna join the VaynerX family, please go check out specifically right now for VaynerMedia, though we save the resumes and we move them around to garyvee.com slash creators with an S. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey podcast, Joe from Team Gary here. Today's episode is a compilation of five ways that businesses can transform during the coronavirus pandemic. This list is completely made up of tea from Gary V conversations from April. Enjoy. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, Gary. How are, How you? are you? I'm well, I'm, and you? I'm doing good, hanging in there. How's Where your are you from? Doing? I'm from the Jersey Shore, so kind of close to you. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to tell you how I actually found you. You showed up on my Instagram Explore like maybe over the summer, and it was when you were doing uh, like flea, uh, uh, yard sailing. Um, so that's kind of like my business. That's what I started out doing. Um, I grew up with a, from a teen mom. So I lived with my grandparents, my mom, like we didn't, we were good. Things were covered, but like at the end of the month, there wasn't always a lot left over. So we were always like super always out like at the flea markets or just trying to make things work. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was like entrepreneurial. And then I went to college for advertising and then it was like my school year we were leaving and I noticed people were throwing furniture away on the curb at the end of the year. And I was like, um, <laughs> my neighbor who had a pickup truck, I just grabbed all the furniture. I brought it home and I sold it on Craigslist. And like some of it I painted, some of it I, I sold it as is. And then I was like, this is insane. And so is yeah. So I worked in corporate America for 10 years, but like painting furniture and reselling it on Craigslist. And now Facebook marketplace was always like my side hustle. Your side hustle. Yeah. And then three years ago I had my son and I was like, oh man. I don't want to leave and go to work and then come home and be miserable. So I'm just going to like go full force into my business. So I did. Yeah. So it kind of went from like painting furniture and just posting it on Craigslist to like, you know, kind of getting a little bit of notoriety in my town. And then I was taking on commission work and then I was looking for places to get like stuff to put on my furniture to take pictures. So then I kind of got into antiques and it kind of like spiraled. Um, and then I was like, maybe I should open a brick and mortar store. But then I was like, oh, I don't know. It's all a big commitment. So then I found an antique mall actually in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. So I pay them I rent it. and I have a booth there. And I was like, yes, this is so smart and strategic. I've been riding <laughs> my time. I'm only paying like 550 bucks a month on my rent. I don't have to be there. I don't have to worry about sales. I can just get my stuff, bring it there do the stuff I love, which is hunting for the stuff and being mm -hmm. creative. And then coronavirus happened and my store closed and I still have to come up with my rent. And I'm like, 
I can't go to the flea markets. I can't go to anywhere. And we're kind of just like stuck in the house. And I'm like, okay, wow. what am I going to do? Yeah. And like my art and like, and I know you get it. Cause I saw it in your face when you were like going to flea markets. Like, it's like the thrill of the hunt. Like you must uh -huh. be client. Like, it's like, I'm going to pull, like you pull something out and you're like, this was $2. I could sell this for 50. And like, I can't do that anymore. So it's almost like you're like a caged animal. I mean, I'm so devastated that we're going to miss you know, town-wide garage sale season here in yeah. Jersey for April and May. You can't even imagine. It's like running through my mind left and right. A uh, couple things stand out. One, uh, you can definitely garage sale in your own home. Okay. Uh, I think people are, you know, it's unlikely that you have as much stuff as most people because you actually get it. So, you know. I bring it in the house. My husband's like, I don't get used to anything because I know you're going to sell it out from under me. Like, yeah, I, I love, I love you for that. So one, and I mean this, really going through everything that's in the house and maybe getting a little bit of that flip life out of yeah. your system. Uh, but two, I have a little bit of an idea, Lens. I think that you can create a little 15 or $20 course on okay. how, and I think your angle is like flipping and creativity. I think you can put together, you know, an 80, 90 page PDF, Okay. right? And then also layer, and then market it like this. Hey, I've created an 85 page book and I'm doing a once a week, one hour Zoom or Google Hangout. Okay. And it costs 90 bucks and you get the book and you get me for, you know, for four sessions or however you want to play it. Maybe you build up the momentum and launch it in a month because it's going to take you some time to put the PDF together. Okay. I think what you do, which is a little bit more Etsy thrift store creative. It's not just what I do, which is like buy stuff to animals, sell stuff to animals. Yeah. But you know, There's you're doing involved you're in doing it. a lot of creativity and the DIY world, you know, I was laughing when you said I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm like, you are an entrepreneur and a creative one. And so I, my intuition is you have the potential of having a community through your inbox, your email, what I mean by that, your your yeah. cell phone numbers, your texts. I don't know what you do on social if you've got a little bit of following anywhere, yeah, but I think if following, I think if you put out like, hey, here's an $89 program where you get an 80 page PDF, 60, 40, 112, and you get four one hour sessions with me live, you okay. know, in the, in the month from mid April to mid May, I have a funny feeling you would do really well. Okay. I just worry because my audience now is like super local to the Jersey Shore, people that I've met at like markets that I've done. And they're like, but, they're but, going to buy from me. Like they, and, and then at the same time, you, I'm like. Yeah, but do you I don't know how many of them want to be an entrepreneur and want to do what you're doing. And yeah. the fact that you're giving away all your best advice and Q&A access. Uh, and not to mention that, okay, so Pam in Red Bank sees it but then she tags her sister, Susan, okay. in Australia, who's been wanting to do something like this and is creative. And she puts her username in the comments and then she, she's the one that actually buys the $89, you know, ebook and access. Okay. It is a good point. And then like, in terms of like, I just feel awkward right now, like hawking pieces that I'm working on, like- yeah. You know? I think I think you just write I think you just write the copy up front, which is like first and foremost, I hope everybody's healthy. I have no, 
you know, for, you know, obviously all of us are going through this struggle. So please, before you even look at this desk, you know, yeah. know that I'm, I'm super empathetic and, and care about everybody first and foremost, but at the same token, I'm also trying to provide for my family. And so here's my desk. I think if you, if you write the hedge in the first two sentences, I think it will help you. Okay, cool. I'll give it a shot. All right. Good luck. Right. Thank you Take so care. much. Take you care. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. Hi, Jules. Hi. Hi, are you there? Nice to see you. It's great to see you. This is fun. How are you doing? I'm really good. How are you doing? I'm really well. Thank you for asking. Good. Family's well. Everybody's hanging in. Yeah, we're in the mountains in Colorado, and I'm natural recluse, so I'm doing good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I, uh, my team was trying to keep this a secret, but I saw something, so I knew you were coming, so I'm super excited that you're here. Right on. I appreciate it. Likewise. Do you have any questions? Not particularly. Good. You going to play a little music? Yeah. Go oh, ahead. are we on and live? Sorry. We are on and live. We are right on, on and live. Cool. Yeah, I've been just thinking about how are people doing when I look at this pandemic, I really see it as this threefold thing. I see uh, the virus is obviously one pillar and the economic fallout, which I don't think we've quite gotten a grip on no. of what that's going to be. And then the mental health fallout. Um, suicides really tend to nearly double during recessions. And that's never been during a pandemic or during isolation. Suicide hotlines are up 300%. I have a youth foundation where all we do is help kids with suicidal ideation. Um, what have you seen in like in your comments and in your fans yeah, out their anxiety? That I think a lot of people are struggling. And so I, I have seen a, a little bit of a silver lining. I've, I've spoken to a couple of people who are getting um, help through this kind of interaction through video, which now, which they thought similar to me with meetings, they thought they needed to be in the room with their person, whoever that may be, and they've been able to get the value through this, which makes it feel scalable, which one of one, one fan who I've gotten friendly with, you know, now feels that she can travel because she can do it on the laptop versus being in the room. And, and so, I, you know, like everything, there's always the pros and the cons, but yes, there's a lot of anxiousness. And I think to your point, the, the ramifications on the economy post this there's a lot of people out of jobs slash consumer behavior will change forever. So, yeah. you know, if, you know, what don't we know, you know, what don't we know uh, that has changed forever in retail, in restaurant and tra I mean, y you can imagine a world that even 24 months from now, travel is down 20 to 35%, you know, or hotels or conferences. Yeah. So there's just a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. My main concern is helping trying to help people. We're going to come out of this one of two ways. We're going to be more resilient, more capable. We're going to say, these are ideas that no longer serve me, beliefs and systems and functions. That's real. These are ones that are going to replace them because I've used this time to be really thoughtful. Or people are going to become so anxious and so worried, which is understandable. But if we don't understand what to do with worry and anxiety, it's going to escalate into pathologies. And I could foresee a world where many people come out of this more afraid more scared, more disempowered. They, um, they they will they will for a certain period of time in certain ways. You know, I mean, look what look what nine eleven did to a lot of people. Completely changed their frameworks, their political views, their their anxieties. So yeah, I mean, this is a real world event. This will be yeah. talked. This will be talked about hundreds of years after we're gone. So this is real stuff. This is real, real. Yeah, real for stuff. me, I um 
with the kids. So I've been working with kids for 18 years, the youth foundation called inspiring children. And I give them a toolkit of mindfulness and motion tools. So mindfulness has two components in my eyes, meditation, which is one. And then you have to create exercise. It's like the gym. If you go to the gym, you build a muscle, that's great. But unless you use that muscle during the day, it's not going to change your life. Meditation is the same way. Meditation actually builds a muscle. They've learned in eight weeks, it can grow new folds in your frontal lobes and shrink your amygdala where anxiety lives. But if you don't put that muscle to work, it isn't going to change your life. Um, so the tools that I developed, I actually developed them while I was homeless, but they were recently proven to work by a neuroscientist named Dr. Judson Brewer uh, to help rewire your brain thanks to neuroplasticity, which is just a fancy way of saying you start old habits and you build new ones. So the kids and I put the tools up on a free website called jewelneverbroken.com. Jewelneverbroken.com? Yeah, jewelneverbroken.com. And it's free three-minute exercises that actually will help rewire you. And one of the main things I wanted to just, because I know we don't have a ton of time, but I just wanted to kind of put this in people's ears, that there's only two basic states of being. There's dilated and then there's contracted. Both are important, but when you do them at the wrong time, it can be really uncomfortable. So joy, gratitude, curiosity, observation helps you dilate, relax. And that's actual neurological, neurotransmitter and vascular. Everything changes. Contraction is anxiety, theory, word, theory, word doubt, anger, yep. et cetera. And you can't be in two states at once. So the best hack that I ever learned for anxiety for me when I was homeless uh, you know, my car I was living in got stolen. It was awful. I was having panic attacks, agoraphobia. And I learned that if I was heading into a highly anxious state, I could feel my whole body constrict. I just had to profoundly make myself have a thought or a feeling that dilated me. And I always used gratitude. Um, your vascular system dilates, your neurotransmitters change. It's really profound. And no matter how little you have, there is something to be grateful for, uh, so there's an exercise that kind of helps you practice that on the website. Uh, but I wrote a song called Grateful just because I felt like that was the medicine that I'm a fan of that word. helped me. And I know you're big on gratitude. Um, by the way, what you're doing with the all in is incredible. That's Thank amazing. You. It's been Thank so you. awesome. It's been really fun. I think I want to enter all those raffles. So you know. <laughs> I know. Right, Maybe step up my game. Like I don't even know what I can offer. That. That's cool. There's such cool packages. I'll, I'll hit you up after this. You could do amazing <laughs> things. You can. You could have the one. Can you play? Can you play a little bit of it? And then I'm gonna get to some of the questions before I get off. Yep. Thanks, Jill. This is fun. When everything's wrong, and I can't find my song, when darkness is all I see. There's a remedy Cause it's all the little things That make the world go round It's all the little things That are most powerful There's no politician No scout to die No one can take the love from my heart And so Too good.
You, <laughs> you are so amazing. Jewel, thank you so much for being on. Let's yeah. throw that website up one more time, Dustin. Jewel, what's the website one more time for everybody? JewelNeverBroken.com. And I just launched the song, Grateful, if people want to check it out. We are going to check it out. Jewel, love you. Take care of yourself. We'll talk Bye. to you. Bye-bye. All right, Shen. Shen's a loon. You got it. You asked me, I'm your 16th follower. Big ups to Costa Rica. Celeste. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How are things? Good. I, um... I'm just, I work out of my home, so everything's kind of the same inside. It just feels really weird and ominous outside. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on here and for everything that you're doing and how many people you help just daily. Um, so, so I own a small business I have for five years. Um, and so I know w without risking, um, I guess, seeming insensitive um, with everything that's going on, um, my... I guess what I would want to know from like your perspective is like, what is the positive, like what is the most positive thing that's going to come out of this? Cause like, I, you know, I know for me, you know, I, I, I definitely feel impacted. Um, my business feels impacted and it's a little bit uncertain and a little scary. Um, you know, moving forward, it's, that's how I pay my bills. And, you know, it's been a really like, rough five years with, you know, like the, this trough of sorrow with owning your own business. And, um, so I, I'm, but I'm, I'm finding like a lot of like inspiration in, um, trying to like be of service in any way, like, because I, I don't have kids that aren't in daycare. I don't have kids that I have to homeschool. Like I'm not that, like I'm impacted obviously, but I'm not like suffering. And so I'm, I see it as like an opportunity to like reevaluate less, real quick. Real quick, so you don't put guilt on you because I appreciate the energy you're coming with. Not like a like a shocking amount of people aren't. Right. An extraordinary amount of people are loving this vacation because they're right. getting paid. Yeah. An extraordinary amount of people don't have responsibilities. An extraordinary amount of people's businesses are thriving because they sell food on the internet and people are buying more. So yeah. A, A, don't worry about don't beat yourself up for worrying about you and potentially even seeing opportunity that's okay you're supposed to worry about you right and you can have compassion and sympathy and empathy for others i see nothing but opportunity for four hours and then i go on for 15 minutes with my admin and we send a bunch of masks to hospitals because right. i can afford it and if you can't that's also fine you just saying prayers and calling people and checking in you going to your phone right now and texting five people that used to be friends or acquaintances of yours that you haven't talked to in four years and just saying hey taking advantage of this time to like see how you're doing and just sending a little love and showing that you care that's powerful so don't beat yourself up a let's start there okay, right. okay? I, I mean, and it's it's tough because it's like i do you know when you do something that is not for like just the benefit of you or your business or whatever, like, um, you know, you do feel good. So, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to it, exactly what you're saying, not feel guilt in a lot of ways that you're not like, you know, super impacted. I, I listened to the things I was saying and I saved money, which allowed me to do nice things like I'm doing right now for hospitals and workers yeah. and different things and employees and all the things I'm doing. Other people either were silly and bought dumb or just never went to a place where they had too much college debt or something horrible happened. They didn't save. and so. What, what, but they want to do something good, they can do positive things. I'm telling you, texting old friends and saying hello and thinking about you and caring about you is a great deed. And putting out good karma into the universe is a great deed. So everybody can do stuff. So we've, we've, we've put that on the side. What can I help you with for you? 
So thanks. Um, so I guess like I, having said all that and kind of realizing that there is a lot of opportunity despite like the crisis um, that everyone's kind of facing is like, uh, so f for me, like I've noticed, um, so I'm a small business and I, I um, you know, I, I'm very supportive of other, my, like my friends and just people that I know that are customers of mine that also have small businesses. Like I've been encouraging um, like people to go and tag their small business or one that they love or their friends like on my page. The, and like I've been you'll, doing- You'll appreciate this. Guilting slash inspiring is not something that's going to do overwhelmingly well. Right. You know, let, uh, by the way, that's not to discourage you because you're doing a wonderful act. I just want to give you the mindset of humans right now. Like I'm watching all these people like support your small business. And then I, I'm watching and reading and paying attention and people are like, that's cool, but I don't want to buy, you know, a, a pizza right now. I'm scared about right. like my business, my job. You know what I mean? Like, so just yeah. keep that in mind. It's almost like, you know, just keep that in mind. So, and that's like the thin line that I'm, I'm walking. So my, my business is like, I design and I um, sell women's athletic, like athleisure apparel. And um, so I just re like, I rebranded at the end of last year and I used to just be like a regular e-com e store. And so now I do limited edition uh, releases. So the, you know, the concept, it allows me to be able to design and be. Let me ask you a question. Can you afford to do a drop where you give the profits to you know, uh, nurses and, and doctors. Um, I don't think I can afford to do some of it. Yeah. 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 I, I would, I would, I would design something right now that incorporates like maybe, you know, like the, the, I guess the red cross, you know, like the, you know, like, like incorporates yeah. that whole movement. I bet you that could be some sort of viral moment and could really build awareness for you. You survive your, your overhead and rent and all that. You feel amazing because you've given a, a, a donation to your local hospital, right? Because even if it's a $500, you buy $500 of worth of masks and you donate. Giving is what you can afford to give. I used to give $9 and now I don't, I give more, you know, like, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it changes. Um, and it's also a thing that can build brand for you because people appreciate that you're stepping up, which then may lead to business when we get out of here. So that might be a model to think about, especially if you made the app leisure design as a pre-sale limited edition drop that incorporated what's going on right now. Maybe a mask set, right. maybe that, you know, you see where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like such a dope idea. And and that's like kind of what I was looking for something to like, be, you know, get behind without it being insensitive. Well, so that's, or like that's, or that, that's what T with Gary B is all about. <laughs> awesome <laughs> it's you know it, it's it's how i live i live in the in the macro the clouds the mindset and then in the dirt right the tactics i right. and i play back and forth some of this stuff as you've been watching is for people here uh, for you right now i'm super pumped because that's a real tactic that's gonna work and, and that's gonna work and god forbid ak god willing somebody in news is gonna see that local news thing and have you on a zoom and talk about why you did it like there's something really big on this idea i hope you do it asap Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. That's so dope. You're welcome, I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Joel, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm quite well. Good. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you. I, I enjoyed reading a little bit in your biography about how as a child you became an entrepreneur. I had the same experience. I was 11 when I started my first business. I love that. What were you doing? 
I was uh, delivering fresh vegetables that I'd grown around the neighborhood. I hired my little brother to take them around the neighborhood in a red radio flyer wagon. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How you been hanging in? Yeah, pretty well, all things considered. I mean, the airline industry is a tough one. I'm in a bunch of other businesses as well, but the airline business is particularly hard hit. Airlines, hotels, cruise ships, I think are the three toughest. I think that's right. I think that's right. What can I help you with? Just eager to talk with you about whatever you want to talk about. You know, I'm, I'm kind of in a place where I think there's an enormous amount of uh, opportunity. You know, I think that right now everyone's got to kind of settle into their realities. You know, I think they have to cross their T's and dot their I's. Um, but, uh, but for me, all I want to talk about is offense and optimism. I, that's such a great message. I, I think it's going to reshuffle the deck. I think the people that are the most creative, have the most ingenuity, are best grounded in principles. Uh, and and I'm, I've just written this book called The Entrepreneurial Leader, which I think is going to be required of everyone is to be more entrepreneurial. Uh, yeah, no I mean, more presiders, no more managers, no more administrators. It's really going to require leaders to be entrepreneurial. And, 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 and that goes in my mind as creative. You've got to just rethink. You know, the status quo um, uh, is, is extremely dangerous when innovation is required. And this, this moment requires enormous innovation, rethinking, and most of all, humility. Many are going to struggle going back into the world and not having the same amount of money the same amount of status, the same amount of cush opportunity. You know, organizations that go from 800 to 437 are going to require all 437 to work, where at 800, they have the fat to get away with being in meetings. Yep. 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 I, I think that's exactly right. I think it's going to require a lot of things of, of people. One of the things that I think uh, leaders are going to have to do better is communicate more directly bad news as well as good news before, during, and after the fact. I actually think it's going to require people to be kinder. I think that's uh, right. I don't think people don't think about that, but I think there are a lot of people who are vulnerable. And I think a word of kindness, you know, dropping somebody a note, giving them a call, checking up on them, making sure they're okay. Uh, and I think volunteering. I, I've given blood a couple of times. Uh, I'm scheduled to give blood another time here. And I think it you kind of lose yourself in helping others. I think that's a good way to get through these kinds of crises. I think that's right, my friend. I really appreciate you being on. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, have a great, great day, Joe. All right, take care. Right. Bye now. Gary, what's going on, brother? What's up, Jimmy? Not much, man. Um, just super grateful for everything that you do. So I, my question basically is that I play and coach baseball. So the, the back end of that is I played all through college, my whole life, everything. Um, had a really successful college career, was All-American, All-Conference, the whole nine. But and then I figured I might as well do what I should do, right? Um, and I went and worked a corporate job, crushed it, but was massively unfulfilled. So so that, uh, sold my car, took a one-way flight to Southeast Asia and just traveled for a while. Um, then I came back and was like, I, I missed the game, started coaching, um, started training, and within a matter of months, uh, signed a professional contract to go to France. For you. Uh, and then with all that, um, basically, coronavirus happened. My flight was supposed to be two weeks ago. 
Um, so now I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. But in the meantime, during COVID, I've built a pretty decent but really targeted audience around baseball, over 22,000 followers on TikTok. Um, all, all thanks to you because you've been screaming out the top of the mountaintops. Like, no. uh, yeah, you've been yelling, bro. So anything else that you say, anything you're yelling, I'm going to do it. All in challenge, bot. Thank you. Multiple, Thank but you uh, my question is: is which which raffles did you buy into? Um, I bought into yours, and I bought into Michael Rubens. I mean, Rubens those are nice. both just like ridiculous value. Yeah, kidding what, me, bro? Bro, you might want to buy at least one ticket for ten bucks on the Cuban one. You could literally be in an NBA game. Gnarly, yeah. My, uh, I I just got tenacious defense though. The jumper is not <laughs> there. It's not so there. Like, they're just gonna let you in at the last minute of the game, and everyone's yeah. gonna hug you, and they're gonna exactly. pull you back out. So. I love that. But my question is, is now that I've kind of built this targeted audience, I'm struggling with what do I do next? Is it too late to get in the podcast game? Um, YouTube, Twitch, like I, yes, I'm on TikTok. Yes, I'm yes. on TikTok live right now. Yeah, and I've been playing MLB the show and they're like, hey, you need to make Twitch. So I've done that in the last week and built that over 100 followers, got subs going and stuff on that. Um, I've just been listening to the audience. All in. All in. So Jimmy, all of it. Yes. The answer is yes. Right. The answer is yes. The answer is you're a young man. There's oh, it's always the right time to jump in. You didn't miss YouTube. You didn't miss TikTok. I've been yelling about TikTok for four years, musically then TikTok. Like you didn't miss Instagram. It gets harder to get big bases. TikTok's the only place you can go to 22K like that. Only yeah, place. Absolutely. Um, but, but the reality is going nice and slow on Twitch a hundred at a time or on YouTube a hundred at a time is good too, because don't forget, it's not how many subscribers you have, it's the right subscriber. Absolutely. Like one executive at the MLB network sees you, and the next thing you know, you're signing an $800,000 contract to be on TV, or or, a, or or a high net worth father who's, who thinks his three boys are the next coming of the Alus, you know, and uh, yeah. they're, they're, you know, like, it's not how many subscribers you have, it's which subscribers you have. Yeah, true fans. Absolutely. Not only true fans, the one person that can change your life by reaching out. Yeah. You're a good looking Absolutely. dude. Somebody might just reach out to you and be like, I want you on TV. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, but, <laughs> and if you have time for, for one more question. Real fast. Um, I understand that it definitely is the long game, but how would you recommend about going about potentially getting brand deals on TikTok, Slow especially with baseball Slow being... Slowly. Being a, a super traditionalist. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I get it. You probably have a need for money and different things of that nature, but I promise you, you have you have to. I'd rather you sell that Kobe and Jordan thing on eBay right now. Like, nah. have to. <laughs> but listen to me. Sell those candles. Like, I don't give a, sell your hoodie. Do not go for brand deals. Keep building to the audience so they have more leverage. People go in for the brand deal too early. And yeah. Up, it changes the relationship. Their energy goes to brand deals instead of making great content, and they get killed. Gotcha. Hey, thank you so much. Like I said, super grateful gotcha, uh, for everything that you do. Take care. Take care of yourself. All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is just fantastic by Zag. This is content that delivers a perspective that everyone should peek through. Help me realize where I am, where I want to be, and how to get there. 
listened for two years daily, and I feel I have a much better view of my life, and it's track with the help of this content. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.